119, we are doing in the midst of a series entitled Living by the Book. And uh, we trust today we'll listen carefully. Psalms 119, beginning with verse 25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou hurtest me. Teach me thy statures. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying. Grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies. O Lord, put me not in shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou hast enlarged my heart. Let's go to the throne of grace. And I'm going to I want to ask, uh, in Psalms 119, we come to the fourth letter of this series, and that's uh, a stanza, if you will. Psalms 19 is made up of every letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And um, each eight verses is a stanza or represents a letter. And we've come to the letter D. Psalms 119 is unique in a lot of ways. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, but there's a theme that's unique with every single verse in this chapter. And the theme is the Word of God. Most scholars believe David wrote this, and some even perhaps believe young Daniel did. Whatever it was, they knew what it was to struggle. With the help of God, I want to preach tonight, this morning on from moving from struggle to surrender. Moving from struggle to surrender. If it was a psalmist or even Daniel who penned, God used to pen it, they had learned to trust God when overwhelmed with life. You know, we, we hear about the provisions of God and God answers prayers. We, we've all heard that said. We've said it ourselves. But I'm just wondering how many actually know and experience in their life that God hears and answers our prayers. You know, it's one thing uh, to hear about something and believe it to be true, but it's quite another, quite another, to actually experience that in our lives and realize that, wow, God does answer prayer. Wow, God's great God. And the portrait that's given here is a a man that's found himself in a great, great struggle. And I I look around today and I I feel a lot of people are struggling for a lot of different reasons. But thank God in this chapter, 
He tells us we don't have to live that way. We don't have to stay there. And so God gives us a, 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 a way to move from struggle to surrender. Bible says, 1 Peter 1.7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. He went on to say in 4.12, Beloved, think it not strange. Uh, he said, Christian, it ought not alarm us. It, it, it shouldn't knock us off, off, uh, off center. It shouldn't, it shouldn't alarm us that concerning fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. I am convinced that one of the reasons that God has allowed the trials to come, uh, God didn't save us. God didn't put us here to stay. Somehow or another we got this ideal that we're here to stay. We're just pilgrims passing through and we're not here to stay. Amen? We're not here to stay. And God is saying... As we walk this path, we, we will have trials and struggles along the way. But there's one great important fact here. When the trial struggle come to this dear man in Psalms 119, he didn't run from God. He ran to God. The reality is you can't run and hide from God. Adam tried that in Genesis 3.8. He said, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Praise God, the psalmist knew the only hell and hope there was to run to God, not run from God. Now this section of the Psalms is in two parts. And there is my way. And there is His way. And reality is, all of us, when struggles come to our lives, and they will come, the Bible says men born a woman a few days and full of trouble. And struggles and trials will come to each and every life. But here's the difference. Are you going to handle it your way? Or his way. That's the great conflict. That's the great dividing line. Psalmist said, there's my way and there's his way. Now I'll be honest with you. I like my way. I mean, I like doing things my way. Uh, if I'm going to do something, uh, Usually I want it done fast and in a hurry. And if you can't do it fast enough, get out of the way. I do it myself. I like my way. How many like that? Like I've got my way of doing it. Oh, my goodness. But when the struggles come, we're almost challenged to decide, are we going to do it my way or God's way? 
Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we find today, so let's look at the first one, my way. Spiritual struggle. My soul, I want you, I want you to notice with me the tone of the verses. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou hurtest me. Teach me thy statures. Make me to understand thy, the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaven, and strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me thy law graciously. First of all, there was a confession of my way. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Now, for us, that terminology really doesn't make sense. We don't, we don't talk like that. We don't, we don't use that kind of words today. But in that day and in the East, if you were to say, when I tell you, my, my, my soul's cleaving, cleaving to the dust, they would understand immediately exactly what you were saying. Dust was a symbol of grief and sorrow. And when they would mourn, they, they would throw dust on their, uh, over them. And it was, a, it was a, a form of outward grieving and sorrow and struggle in their life. And what he's simply saying, he said, My soul is so struggling that the, the, it's like dust sticking to me. He, he was full of, of sorrow. He, he was just... Broken. Uh, the best way I, I could illustrate it for you this morning, he said, "Man, my, 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 I'm just so sorrowful. I, I just, I just can't take it, and, and it's just so. It's got me down to the dirt on my face. It had had literally got him to the place where he's broken and he's struggling." Now, the Bible doesn't give us an account of the details of what got him there. By the way, um, does it make any difference why you're there, if you're there? Does it make any difference why the struggle, if you're struggling? Does it make any difference... Why you're in a place where you're so despairing and so struggling and, and why you're so challenged? Does it make any difference why you're there? The difference is, how do I get help? How do I get out of it? How do I get strength? So there was a confession of his ways. And his, and he, and his longing began. He said, he said, quicken Thou me according to thy word. That word quicken means to make alive. Here's what he's saying. I'm struggling so hard. And life is so hard. And I'm struggling so much. 
He said, I'm gonna, I need to look into your word and I need your word to help me, to strengthen me, to give me an answer. We, we need to realize something so, so wonderful. God has given us everything He's going to say to us in His Word. We have the Word of God. Isn't that amazing? Someone, if I, if I could, I, I can't, but if I could, I tell everyone, come back here in the room, we'll hear the voice of God. And I can make you believe that if you come back here to this room and walk in, you'll get to hear the voice of God. And yet, I tell you, we have the voice of God speaking. And yet, isn't it amazing? I might as well just go ahead and say it. We'll spend more time on Facebook and Twitter and and whatever else they do, whatever, texting, whatever, calling, we'll do whatever, to talking to people that cannot help us. And most of the time, they got more problems than screen doors got holes. And they, they can't help, they can uh, uh, emphasize with you, sympathize with you. But, but the truth is, when you, when you need help, when you're struggling like this, you need to go to the Word of God in Bible said, He said, quicken thou me. God, I need something from your book. I need something from your Word. I need to hear from you. Boy, I tell you what, there's nothing, there's nothing quite like it. Whenever you need something from God and you open up the Word of God, and something you read 10,000 times, and all of a sudden you read it again, and it comes alive, and, and it jumps off the page of, of God's Word, and you say, wow, that's what I need. That's what I need. And, oh, I remember one time early in our ministry, I said, Lord, I just don't know what way to go, which way to turn, and, and what to do. And I was so discouraged and so struggling. And I remember that morning getting my Bible and turning to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. I remember that morning and saying, boy, that's hard for me. I want to know. I want to know what you're doing. And I, I, I'd like for him to tell me what he wants to do for the next five years. He, he don't want to tell me what he's going to do in the next five minutes. And I, I said, acknowledge, he said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Guess what? Give me a promise. He shall, not maybe, not guess so, not hope so, shall direct thy paths. I've lived that for 25 years. And I intend on living it for another 25 years. But there has to be a confession of thy ways. He said, quicken thou me according to thy word. With the word of God. Tell you, it'll soften a hard heart. It will. 
It'll encourage a discouraged heart. It revives a deadened heart, numb heart. It'll fan the flame of faith. And it comes through the Word of God. Someone has said, dust on the Bible leads to a dusty Christian life filled with spiritual dirt and debris from stupid decisions. Wow. Quicken means to become alive, to become sensitive. Some translators call it the word revive. We use that word in revival. And he said, Lord, I need you to bring me back to life. Now, I, I praise God. I praise God that I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. But I must confess, there's times in my, there's been times in my life that I felt dead. I felt I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, felt worthless. And God said, what, He said, quicken thou me. My, 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 quicken. There's confession of thy ways. Then there's conviction of my ways. Conviction is an old-fashioned word we don't use much no more. It's a biblical word, but we don't use it much no more. I have declared my ways, and thou hurtest me. Teach me thy statures. The confession had led to a conviction. The Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end there are the ways of death. God listened, and yet God responded. But listen, first of all, there had to be the honest heart of conviction. The Bible says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But when we get a heart right, have you ever been to service? And boy, it seemed like everybody around you is getting so much out of it. I mean, you know, they're praising God. They're, they're just, they're intent on listening and they're, they get so much out of it, but you don't seem to get anything. It seems like you, you just totally miss it all. I'm convinced, I'm convinced. I preached many services that went right off the top of their head. Didn't get a bit of it. Left, didn't, didn't get anything. You know why? Because it starts with an open heart and saying, not my brother, not my sister, but to me, oh Lord. Psalmist said, quicken my brother. He's done mess. Quicken a preacher, he needs it. Well, he probably does. Quicken the deacons, he needs them. Quicken the saints. No, no. He said, quicken thou me. Lord, I need your help. I need your help. Lord, it's not anyone else, it's me. Not, not the blame game. Well, I, I tell you, he just don't understand my, where I'm at in life. No, you're just, Rebelling against being honest with your own heart. But boy, when you get honest with our own heart, that's when God desires and longs to give us instruction. And the usual method is through 
the Word of God. I love that. Then there is a contradiction of ways. My ways. We're talking about my ways. Spiritual struggle. There's confession of my ways. The conviction of my ways. Then there's contradiction of my ways. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Oh, the next verse is powerful. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me the law graciously. My ways, there's a tendency to lie. Well, bless God, who, who are you lying to? Yourself. Yourself. And the greatest individual you'll ever lie to is yourself. People that lie consistently to themselves scare me. Occasionally I'll ask someone from zero to ten, how good a Christian do you think you are? And they'll say, I tell you, I'm about eight or nine. They scare me. I'm afraid God might judge them if I can get out of the way. Because genuine Christians, if you ask them that, they'll say, well... I just don't even know why I'm a good Christian or not. I'm a trying. There is a a sincerity about their life. There is a desire and mechanism. And and my ways brings a contradiction. It's a contradiction to sing praises and pray on Sunday. And live like the devil the rest of the week. It's a contradiction to claim the name of Jesus and His blood bought children of the living God and then we leave and we never demonstrate that to no one else. Do people, do people around you know you're a child of God? Let me stop here and ask you a question. It's a serious one. If someone were looking for a Christian to tell them about Jesus Christ, would they come to you? Would they come to you? Many got had this ideal. Well, the, well, the job said, I, I can't be a witness, so I can't do it. Then I'm going to ask you a question. You mean a loving, gracious, holy God saved you by His marvelous grace and bled and died for you? Then you let others tell you you can't be a witness for Him? Wow. How can we tell someone how wonderful He is if all were were under that struggle? Psalmist here, he was saying... I'm under struggle, and, and my struggle is so hard. And he said, God, quicken me, because I, I want to be that Christian. I don't want a contradiction in my life. I don't want to be a Christian on Sunday and be me as the devil on Monday. I, I, I don't want my home to be a, a Christian come to church and we all smile, got to smell good on and dress right and everything's all, everything's really, really good and then go home and be a tyrant 
And my wife and children know what hypocrite, how hypocritical I am. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't, I don't want to be uh, uh, put up front, put on a nice dress and hair's all finished and come to church and be very ladylike and then go home and, and, and uh, at home I'm, I'm cold and indifferent and I don't want to be that. It's contradiction. It's a contradiction. There ought to be a consistency in a Christian life. It ought to be wherever we go. I don't stop being a Christian when I go home. I don't stop being a Christian when I wake up in the morning. I don't stop being a Christian. I never forget. I knew this mechanic and I stopped and I was going out and do me some work. And, and uh, there's a man I went to college with. And me and him went to Bible college together. And he was a preacher. And as he walked off, the, the man owned the business and said, I tell you what you do, but man, I never take a check from him. He said, I, I, I work on his car, but I keep the car until he pays me. I said, Lord, gosh, that shouldn't be. I said, well, I'm going to pay you. He, and I love this. He said, uh, no, I work on your cars. And you don't worry about it. I know you'll pay me. He said, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be a contradiction of who we are and what we are. I'm a child of God. I'm the bride of Christ. Amen. What, what would you think tonight? I told you this morning, just a minute ago, I've been having a love affair with this lady here. Don't tell my in church for 41 years. Well, what would you say? Well, I don't know who that old woman was up there singing, but I don't know her. I don't know who she is. Hope she'll come back. Number one, what kind of contradiction would that be? What kind of contradiction? But we're the bride of Christ. And yet there's a contradiction. We're saying one thing and acting another way. And it shouldn't be. Oh, I want you. We say we trust God. But do we? In the choices we make. We say, I believe God. And I do. I believe God. But yet, does it, does it, does it dictate? Not church, not the preacher, not no one. Does it dictate the choices I make? Or do we trust the government? Do we trust? Oh, God help us. Do we trust men? Oh, Lord, help us. So we find my ways. But now notice his ways. And here's where it's really uh, such a struggle for us. The world says, if you ain't getting your way, fight, fight, fight for your way. But God does just the opposite. God says, if your way's a spiritual struggle, he said, take my way and it's spiritual surrender. That is totally contradictory to everything this world believes. Notice what he said. First of all, God's way's a choice. I have chosen the way of 
of truth. And I love this. I, I, I'm, I'm going to confess. You like it when I confess. You won't confess. You like it when I confess. But I confess. I used to get so aggravated at times with Christians and the choices they made. You know, I'd say, why don't they want to do right and live right? And why don't they see it? And why can't they see it? And oh, Lord, help me so much this week. Psalmist said, I have chosen, I have chosen the way of truth. Now, that's singular, that's personal, and he says, I'm making a deliberate choice. And I cannot do that for anyone. Nor can you do it for anyone. We must do it for ourselves. But if you want spiritual Surrender. He said, I have chosen the way of truth. And all of us make choices every day. Some of them good, some of them bad. A lot of folks are in a spiritual mess today because of the choices that they're making. And some are headed for disaster. I mean disaster for themselves and their family because of the choices they're made. Boy, I like this. There's something about this psalm I've seen I've never seen before. He said, in the midst of my hardest time, in the midst of my hardest struggle, in the midst when, when I can't, I've cried all I can cry. I prayed all I prayed. I've done all I can do. He said, I made a choice. I'm going to stay with God. I'm going to stay with God. He said, I'm going to make a choice. The way of truth. And the reason people don't, because the hardness of heart, the spiritual coldness, and apathy, and boredom, Failure to come, to, to, come to, to, to deal with the pride of the heart. Priorities get all fouled up and all messed up. But do you understand this? There is no in-between. You are either living by truth or by lie. And God's Word dictates what it is. No matter what we say about it. No matter what we believe about it. Well, you better not go to that church. I expect you to go all the time, three services a week. No, I don't. God does. Live by truth or you live by a lie. And one of us lives one of two ways. There is no in-between. You can live by truth and you can choose to do so and continue on that path of serving God or you can choose not to. And you'll get cold and distance. Truth is, you will get miserable. Boy, I tell you, there is nothing more miserable than to know truth and not do the truth you know. I mean nothing more miserable. Though him writer said, I've decided to follow Jesus... No turning back, no turning back. 
Though none go with me, I will still follow the cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. Now, don't you stop here. Don't you listen to me very, very carefully. And your children, your children will choose pretty well what you choose. You choose truth, good chance they'll choose to live by truth. You choose to live by a lie, probably they'll choose to live by a lie. Because our choices affect everyone around us. God's way is a way of choice. God's way is a way of commitment. I love this. He said, I have stuck. In other words, that word stuck is it's like he's super glued. I, he, he, I've super glued until I testimonies the whole Lord put me not to shame. That word shame means disappointed. He said, Lord, let me not be disappointed. Let me not be disappointed. He said, I've chosen to walk in the way of truth. And he said, I glue, I'm super gluing to your testimonies. He said, I'm super glue to you. Twice saying. He said, I'm I'm going to remain firm. I'm going to remain loyal. And I'm going to persist and endure. Let me say this. I thought about every Christian is either a chicken or a pig. Now don't put me out. Don't don't hang hang tight. Don't somebody says you call me a pig. No. Hang on. You'll get the truth. You're either a chicken and your commitment's just a portion, a token you give to breakfast. Or else you're a pig and you give a commitment and it's your life. Chicken gives a token, but a pig gives a commitment. And we aim to eat him next Saturday morning. <laughs> Psalm 6. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus to the twelve, will you also go away? And I love the, what Peter said. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ. The Son of the living God. You know what he's saying? I ain't got nowhere to go. I got, I'm committed to serving you. I ain't got nowhere else to go. I ain't got nowhere else to do. So God's way is a way of commitment. Day and hour we're living in. One, it never fails. We all have struggles. Now, I'm not going to pretend we don't. We all, everybody has struggles. I say this all the time. Light bill comes to everybody's house. We all have struggles. But the people that committed to serving God. See, it's amazing. When you're committed to serving God, when that struggle is the hardest, and you're faithful to the house of God, that service... God will have something for you. You'll not, you'll not know it before you get there. But when you get there. I remember 
uh, time and time again when our hardest struggles, we got to the house of God. And when we got there, God had something especially for us to help us. But when you're not there, then your heart never hears that word and the struggle just gets worse many times. And the struggle gets hard. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Oh, I've seen this many times, especially early in the ministry, young in the ministry. I worked for six, seven years by vocational. And, and on Wednesday night, I worked nine, ten hours a day. And, and on, on Wednesday night, I'd walk in and uh, I would have somebody to pray. And usually I'd try to pick somebody that was long, a long prayer, you know, somebody that prayed real long. And I'd be standing up there and I'd say, Now, Lord, I'm so tired if you don't help me, I mean, you both are going to fall in the floor. Now, they'll, they'll talk about us both. And it's amazing time and time and time and time and time again, God would give me the strength. When I left, I left better than I'd ever felt. Why? Because God would give you the help in the struggles. It's a way of commitment. There's some things, there's some things God has that comes from the commitment that you'll never get no other way. And some things you get by commitment that you don't get no other way. And then last of all, God's way is the way that's clear. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Enlarge means to make free, to deliver. It means without hindrance. He said, and to run, it means, okay, I'm up now. He's not in the dirt. He's not in the dust. He's not bent over in, in the dust. He's not, he's not cleaving to the dust. He's not struggling now. Guess what he's up now? Now he's up and running. Now he's up and running again. Because a heart is small by selfishness and pride and vanity and covetousness. But the heart is large by charity and love and hope. Sin narrows the heart, but obedience enlarges it. Psalmist said, I love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Psalms, Proverbs 28, 20, A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not... I lost my place. Shall not be innocent. If I could give you this morning any advice at all, it would be this. When God, not if, but when God speaks to your heart about anything, do it without procrastinating. Just do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. We was in a restaurant uh, yesterday. I visited me and Matthew. And I got up and leave, and there's three fellers, and they, they look like uh, maybe construction workers or whatever, and, and the Lord just said, you want to talk to them about church and give them a track. Now, if I had given that any thought, now listen, if I had thought about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. But I didn't think about it. I just put them to them, hey, fellers, are you enjoying your meal? Let me give you something to read. 
Trust your reading. They all took it. When I left, they was all reading it. What God says, don't question it. Don't debate it. Just do it. If He's calling you today to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, just come. Don't, don't hesitate. Just come. And if He's, taught, if he's spoken in your heart about you're there, I'm in a struggle. I've got to, it's, either, it's either struggle or surrender. Now, you can, every person here, if you want to, God will give you, boy, he's good God. He'll give you the choice to walk out those doors and just continue the struggle. Just conflict, the struggle. Or you can step out where you're at, find a place in this altar, Surrender that thing and leave it here and live in a surrender. Dr. Hiles used to say, there's no greater joy in the Christian life than to trust Him with no explanation. I like that. He went on to say, the thing that God wants from us more than anything else is our dependency on Him. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Would you obey